is impossible with our God. Nothing is impossible with our God, no matter what it looks like here. All right, beloved. I'm going to try to move into this message. (laughs) Because the Lord has a key for you today. How many of you, how many of you want to know the secret, a secret, to the kingdom of God? The key. Good. That's what we're going to be talking about today. A secret, a key to the kingdom. If you get a hold of this, you're not going to be able to stop the harvest in your life. You're not going to ever again, you will not be able to allow doubt to vanquish God's plans for you. Hallelujah. So if you want to harvest, if you want to harvest, The quick answer is you need to prepare your soil. You need to prepare your soil. Now, don't turn your ears off, please, because I'm going to be going through some parables, so don't say, well, I already heard that parable. I already know all that, because we always have more that we can learn. I always have more that I can learn, right? All right, so we're going to go to Mark 4. It is extremely warm in here, but maybe that's just me because the Holy Spirit's moving. Okay, Mark 4. I'm going to start in verse 1. Hey, by the way, would you be interested in telling that testimony or not? Do you want to or do you not want to? Okay, this is awesome. It really sort of goes along with today. And Anna Marie had a vision last Sunday. I would like her to tell that. During worship, I, out of the corner of my eye, I saw an angel. So I've heard them for a long time. I've heard choirs of angels, and usually they're surrounding the whole balcony in the church. But last week during worship, I saw it run from behind this pillar, and it ran out behind the pallets. And it came out, and it was in the center, and its wings stretched one tip from over there all the way over with feathers, big, big feathers on the wings. So that's what I saw. (laughs) And that was during worship. Do you understand how important worship really is? It ushers in the Holy Spirit. It ushers in ministers of angels, ministries of angels. And what do I, yes, Linda. You what? Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Linda saw angels last week. Hallelujah. You entertain angels, often unaware. Mark 4, verse 1. Thank you, Anna Marie. I just love it because, you know, it is the truth. The supernatural is more real than the natural. And we are here to engage in the supernatural, to receive the fullness of Christ and everything that God has for us. Hallelujah. 
Again, Jesus began to teach by the lake. The crowd that gathered around him was so large that he got into a boat and sat in it out on the lake. While all the people were along the shore at the water's edge, he taught them many things by parables. And in his teaching said, Listen. Okay, you want to listen. A farmer went out to sow his seed. As he was scattering the seed, some fell along the path, and the birds came and ate it up. Some fell on rocky places where it did not have much soil. It sprang up quickly because the soil was shallow, but when the sun came up, the plants were scorched. And they withered because they had no root. Other seed fell among thorns, which grew up <coughs> and choked the plants so that they did not bear grain. Still other seed fell on good soil. That's you, right? That's you. It came up, grew, and produced a crop, multiplying 30, 60, or even 100 times. Then Jesus said, He who has ears to hear, let him hear. When he was alone, the twelve and the others around him asked him about the parable. He told them, the secret of the kingdom of God has been given to you. Now, if he tells me this is the secret of the kingdom of God, I want to understand this. I want to hear everything I can hear about it. I want all the revelation of the Holy Spirit. I want to know it inside and out. Okay? So we're going to do that today. It is our job as believers, to prepare the soil of our heart so that it's rich for his harvest. Okay, y'all understand the soil is your heart, right? Okay. The manner in which we prepare that soil determines the harvest. So this is all about your decision. This is about how... Deeply do you want to dig? How much do you want to get involved? How much do you want to sow? Right? Whether you expect a blessing, a harvest of blessing in your life, whether you expect to be a harvest of blessing in someone else's life. It's, it's really completely up to you. Depending on how you prepare your soil. So, these last weeks, and you can get the CDs or go on Facebook or go on YouTube or whatever you want to do. But these last weeks, that's why I believe this is why the Lord was taking us through scriptures on training ourselves up in righteousness. Because when we train ourselves up in righteousness, we're preparing the soil, aren't we? Right? We're getting it ready. So, that, so that, I believe that's why he had us do that. We stand on the word of God, the gospel of Jesus Christ, unwavering, unmoved by the storms, period. We stand on the fact that it is the incorruptible seed. Incorruptible seed. 
We refuse to compromise the inerrant, incorruptible word. Unwilling to entertain worldly entanglements. We've talked about that, right? Unwilling to engage in the flesh. So rooted, so established in the love of God that all we can do is just want to love him back. Why do you think this church focuses so much on us understanding first how much God loves us? Because when we understand first how much God loves us, we cannot help but love him back. We cannot help to make it the passion of our hearts to purify ourselves and to seek his heart in every situation. I don't want people to see me. I don't want to act out of the flesh. I don't want to act out of me. Right? We want to act out of the purity of the heart of God flowing through us. Rivers of living water flowing from the very throne room of God refreshing everyone around us, bringing life. There is only life in the stream. There is only life in the river. All right. So, we want to be ready in season and out of season. Actually, let's continue reading here. Mark. And I'm back up again. Let's start, restart in nine. Then Jesus said, He who has ears, let him hear. Then he was alone. When he was alone, the twelve and the other around him asked him about the parable. He told them, The secret of the kingdom of God has been given to you, but to those on the outside, everything is said in parables, so that they may be ever seeing but never perceiving, bless you, and ever hearing, but never understanding. This is not you, because you're a believer in Christ. Otherwise, they might turn and be forgiven. You see what he's saying there? Do you understand that? So, the ones that aren't hearing, the ones on the, where it says outside, those are those yet to believe in the Lord Jesus Christ, okay? And we're bringing in the harvest, right? That's what you do every day. You go out, you bring in the harvest, okay? So it says, they may be ever seeing, never perceiving. See, they don't receive the revelation of the word because they don't know the king. But when they get to know the love of the Father, the love of Jesus, what he did for us, you see, revelation comes, okay? All right, so we want to be we want to be the person, the people, that draw them in. And we want to, let's get, actually go to 1 Peter 3. Verse 15. It says, 1 Peter 3. Yeah, that's it. But in your heart, set apart Christ as Lord. 
Always be prepared to give an answer to everyone who asks you to give the reason for the hope that you have. Your hope in Christ. But do this with gentleness and respect in the love of God. Okay? We are here to give a reason for the hope that we have, but we can only do that when the soil of our heart is prepared, it's pliable, it's yielded, it's tilled up, it's soft, it's ready. Okay? So he goes on, and let's continue in verse, back to Mark 4, verse 15. Actually, let's go all the way up to, I don't have a number there, 13. Then Jesus said to them, don't you understand this parable? How then will you understand any parable? Do you see how critical this is? The farmer sows the word. Some people are like seed along the path. Where the word is sown, as soon as they hear it, Satan comes and takes away the word that was sown in them. Okay, so these people, they're there. They're walking this path. We don't want to be this person. We don't want to be just sort of like walking down this aimless path in life. We want to be intentional. We don't want to just get the word and, oh, that's a nice message. Oh, that was great. Oh, but this is life. No. If that's your attitude, then that's what you're going to get. You see? You are not those who are just going to walk on this aimless path, not paying attention. Oh, it's scattered here, it's scattered there. And then you move on and, and do life in a fleshly, common manner. Okay? Okay, so that's the path. They're hearing for a moment, but they're inattentive. They're not paying attention. And then they allow Satan to devour the truth. So we, we don't want to be that person. Then he goes on to the rocky heart. Others, like seeds sown on rocky places, hear the word and at once receive it with joy. But since they have no root, last only a short time, when trouble or persecution comes because of the word, they quickly fall away. Okay, this is the rocky ground. We don't want to have the rocky heart. We want to be rooted. We want to be rooted. We want to have good soil without all the rocks and things, right? That's going to allow the seed to grow and flourish. We want to be rooted in the truth of the word of the gospel of Jesus Christ. Not the traditions of men. Do you see that? Not the traditions of men. Because if we're rooted in the traditions of men, when persecution comes, we're, we're just going to like roll over and play dead. Okay? We are not meant to roll over and play dead. We are meant to stand and stand firmly. See, they don't have stability in the word. That's not you. They don't have the word planted deeply in their hearts. They're more motivated by logical things, mental things, emotional answers, like an emotional roller coaster. 
moved by deceptions and common thinking. God says his ways are higher than our ways. His thoughts are greater than our thoughts. Okay? So if there's something here in this world and it doesn't match up with the word, we're going to say, uh-uh, that's not truth. Because this is the truth that God gave me. And I'm going to stand on this, and I am going to stand, and I'm going to stand, and I'm going to stand, and I'm going to stand until I see it. I'm not going to be moved by what I see. I'm not going to be moved by what I feel. I am only going to be moved by the word of God. It is the only truth. It is the only inerrant thing we have in life. Hold on, guys, because this is going to go layer upon layer upon layer. This is only the first layer. There's like a whole bunch of parables in here, and they all add a new dimension. Okay? <laughs> so, I want to read this to you out of the Aramaic translation. It says, verse 17, And they have no root in themselves, but, bless you, they abide for a while. See? So what do we need to do? We need to abide all the time. We need to abide all the time. Abide means digging in, dwelling, okay? Staying there. And when there is distress or persecution because of the word, listen to this, this is awesome, I love what this says here, because it gives me a new understanding. It says, they are soon subverted. Subverted means undermined. They're undermined by the deceptions of common thinking, of worldly traditions, of man-made thought. All right? We are not going to be subverted. We are going to stay with the truth of the gospel. Okay. Then, he goes, then Jesus goes on. By the way, this is all Jesus talking in this parable. It says, Still others, like seed sown among thorns, hear the word, but the worries of this life, the deceitfulness of riches, of wealth, and the desires of other things come in and choke the word, making it unfruitful. Okay? So it says, the worries, the cares of life. Where are we supposed to keep our eyes? On Jesus. He's the author and the finisher of our, finisher of our faith. So we keep our eyes straight on him. We don't, okay, it's not like you're ignoring that there is a problem that might exist. That's not it. But you don't give the problem the power. Okay? You know that you have the name that is above every other name. You know that you walk in the authority and the power of the risen king. Okay? You are meant to be royalty. You are priests and kings. Right? Every, every name is going to bow to the name of Jesus. You might as well make it happen in your life. Well, it's not like you making it happen. If you just follow Jesus, it can't help but happen. Okay? And it, here, it doesn't mean that you cannot be wealthy. It says the deceitfulness of wealth. We're talking about idols in our lives. 
We're talking about setting things up above God that are more important, priorities that matter more to us. doesn't mean that you, the Lord is, wants you to be blessed. He has a blessed gospel. He has a gospel of provision for you in every area of life. You might as well believe it for every area of life, whether it's healing, whether it's finances, whether it's peace, whatever it is, relationships restored. Okay? So it's this deceitfulness. It's setting other things up before him. Okay. Then he goes on, and he says, others... Others, like seed sown on good soil, hear the word, they accept it. They don't accept it as too good to be true. They accept it. They accept it. And produce a crop 30, 60, or even 100 times what was sown. That's you. That's how you're going to walk in life. That's what you're going to do. You're going to accept the word. You're going to live in the word. You're going to believe the word. You're going to believe that the supernatural of God is really meant to be your natural. That's what you're going to believe. Because that's the gospel that we have. So, we have to prepare good soil. Actually, I want to back up, and I want to go to Proverbs. I'm going to go to verse 4, I mean, uh, chapter 4. Because this is all about preparing the good soil. And this is how we do it. I'm going to start in verse 20. My son, pay attention to what I say. Listen closely to my words. Okay, so don't just read the word and say, well, God really meant this. Okay? Keep your ears open to specifically what the word is saying. Don't have what, what, well, I'll get back to that later. Do not let them out of your sight. Keep them within your heart. That's the soil. Keep them there. For they are life to those who find them and health to a man's whole body. Above all else, guard your heart. Don't let anything else other than the word till up, fertilize your soil. For it is the wellspring of life. Put away perversity from your mouth. Keep corrupt talk from your lips. Let your eyes look straight ahead. Fix your gaze directly before you. Make level paths for your feet and take only ways that are firm. Do not swerve to the right or to the left. Keep your foot from evil. Okay, so can I read this to you in the, in the Aramaic translation? The translation of the Aramaic? Oh, wait, it's in the back of this book, of this particular one. Okay, you're going to receive new enlightenment from this version. Verse 20 of Proverbs 4. My son or daughter, give ear to my words, Incline your ear to my speech. Do not let them depart before your eyes. 
but keep them within your heart. That's the soil. Because he who finds them, I love this, you guys are going to get new revelation right here today. Because he who finds them has life and all healing in his flesh. That means now. That means at this present moment. That means you cultivating the word in your heart is life in your flesh. Do you get that? Do you understand how powerful that is? That's not even something you're trying to chase after. You see that? It says it. All healing in his flesh. And that just doesn't mean healing scriptures. It means every single bit of this word is healing in your flesh. Wow. Keep your heart with all caution. So see, we cannot be lazy. There is no room to be lazy. It says right here, keep your heart with all caution. Because from it is the outgoing of life. From right here. God love in, God life in, out goes from you. But you got to keep it there. Must keep it there. With all caution. With diligence. Which is with intentionality. You see, that, you see how that's connected to your harvest? Okay. Isn't this awesome? We're, we're in harvest time. <laughs> we're in time of Thanksgiving. And we're going to get an abundant harvest. Yes, sir, we Bob. Cause the perverse mouth to pass from you and put far from your lips the thought of depravity. Let your eyes see in uprightness, okay? Why have we been talking about, isn't it awesome how God puts all this together? Because I, I couldn't even think of all this. I couldn't even think of putting it all together this way. But we've just spent weeks on training ourselves up in righteousness. And here he gives us that scripture today. Thank you, Jesus. <laughs> Cause the perverse mouth to pass from you and put far from your lips the thought of depravity. Let your eyes see in uprightness and let your eyelashes be straight before you. <laughs> wow, that's pretty minute. That's pretty awesome. <sighs> let your foot pass from evil streets and all your ways will be established. Will be. Absolute. Guarantee. Do not turn aside to the right or to the left, but remove your foot from evil. Do you see what an amazing promise that is? And all we got to do is just keep the word in our heart. Keep, our, keep ourselves yielded. Keep ourselves pliable. Okay? All right. Love it. Where was I? Because that was all just sort of on the side. Y'all remember where I was? Where was I? Oh, yeah, I know that. Okay, 420. Yes. They hear the word. They accept it. They produce a crop. Some 30, some 60, some 100. We're going to be the hundredfold because we're going to take the word 
the sword of the Spirit, like Hebrews 4.12 says, it says that the Word of God, right, the sword of the Spirit, it says it divides between the carnal and the spiritual. We are going after the fullness of the Holy Spirit, the fullness of Christ. Nothing missing, nothing broken. The scripture says that the righteous lack no good thing. So we are going to take the sword of the Spirit, which is the word of God, and we are going to allow it to be the dividing between the carnal and the spirit in our lives, the joint and the marrow. It says it judges the intents of our hearts. See, I want my heart to be pure. I want to seek nothing but other than his will, what makes him happy, what is his good pleasure. From the purity of my heart, I don't want any, you know, uh, what's the word? Like wicked manipulations in my heart. Purity of heart. And it, it says the word does that for us. It judges the intents of the thought and thoughts of the heart. So if I have a thought and I'm not at peace, see, I take that and I find the word until I have peace because God will direct me that way. He'll give me instructions that way. Does that make sense? Okay. So we, we truly take heed to the word and we make it our effort to see the word with unveiled parts. You see, Jesus tore the veil, okay? He gave us the right to enter into the very throne room of God. He took away the division. He gave us entrance. So I'm not going to veil my heart. I'm not going to be like it says in 2 Timothy 4, oh, for those that have the itching ears that only want to hear what they want to hear. And they manipulate the word. I'm, I'm going to be a big boy. I'm going to be strong and courageous. And when that word tells me that what I'm doing is not accurate, I'm going to suck it up, and I'm going to be tough, and I'm going to be strong, and I'm going to do what the word says, whether at that moment I like it or not. Because I know that if I stay true, true north, the word of God, that he will bring all goodness into my life. And I won't have pain as a result. I won't have suffering. I will live and dwell in eternal peace here. And nothing can steal my joy. The joy of the Lord is my strength. So I'm going to tend. I'm going to tend. I'm going to tend to the word. I'm going to staunchly refuse things that disagree. Okay, that's layer number one. Y'all got some time today? Okay, good. Because <laughs> layer number two is coming right up as soon as I find where I was. All right, here's where I am. He said to them, do you bring in a lamp to put it under a bowl or a bed? Instead, don't you put it on the stand? For whatever is hidden, oh my gosh, this is such a treasure to you, beloved. This is such, this is su such goodness to your soul. For whatever is hidden is meant to be disclosed. God is not keeping secrets from you. It is meant to be disclosed in full revelation by the Holy Spirit. 
and whatever is concealed is meant to be brought into the open. And what does it depend on? It depends on your ears. It depends on how you're going to hear. It depends on whether you're going to allow true revelation of the word by the power of the Holy Spirit to enlighten your path. His word is a lamp unto our feet, our path, and a light unto our feet, or vice versa. Right? <laughs> okay. Consider carefully what you hear. He continued. This is Jesus talking. With the measure you use, it will be measured to you. And even more. Whoever has, this always upset me. This used to really upset me. No more. You'll never be upset by this scripture ever again. Whoever has will be given more. Whoever does not have, even what he has, will be taken from him. So this is layer number two. Layer number one, the soils. Prepare them well. Pray in the spirit. You know, read the word. Walk in the love. Then measure. How are you going to measure? And everybody uses this for finances. Okay, well, yeah, that's true. The way you measure. But this is how you measure what you're hearing. That's what he's talking about here. He says, whoever has will be given more. You're going to be given more revelation if you have ears to hear. If, you, if a person has a stubborn heart, an unyielded heart, what they have, they're not going to get the revelation. So what they have is going to be even taken away. You see that? So what are you going to measure in abundance in your life? The truth, the word. You can measure to the Holy Spirit. You can measure and desire to hear the Holy Spirit. See that? Whatever you measure, how you measure, it'll be measured to you. And you will be given more and more and more and more revelation. Every day more. Every day I ask the Lord to teach me something new. And then I'm like, not just one thing, Lord. <laughs> I want to know more than one new thing every day. One is not enough, like Lay's potato chips. <laughs> Y'all like potato chips? Well, that's better than Lay's. <laughs> okay. The next part, this is layer three, is the parable of the seed, the growing seed. Okay, so that's in um, verse 26. It says, this is what the kingdom of God is like. Okay, so we want to know this. A man scatters seed on the ground night and day, whether he sleeps or gets up, the seed sprouts and grows though he does not know how. All by itself, the soil, the soil that you've prepared, the soil produces grain. First the stalk, then the head, then the full kernel in the head. As soon as the grain is ripe, he puts in the sickle to it because the harvest has 
the seed always produces after its own kind. The seed has the life force of God in it. The seed has the creativity of life in it. It has the good seed, the word seed, right? The seed is the word. The God word has the goodness of God in it. It has the very life essence of God in it. It is alive and active. That's the word. That's what I want to be putting in my spirit because I want to be getting, getting life in there. But here's the deal, beloved. The seed produces after its kind, good or bad. Now, I'm not trying to be a downer. I'm not trying to be negative. It's just a fact. It produces after itself. God designed it that way. Okay? We are created once we... Okay, so we're born again, right? We, we are, our very spirits are transformed. Our, our character is transformed, right? We seek after righteousness, and we develop and we grow. But we are created in the image of God. That's the seed. When we sow his word, that's the seed. I'm going to become the image of Christ. I know y'all are saying, well, could you hurry up? <laughs> could you do that a little better? <laughs> I'm working on it. Okay? But we are intended to be the image of Christ. That's the seed in us. And when we put that in, that's what it's going to produce. It will produce his likeness everywhere we go. You're going to walk into a room and they're going to feel Jesus. Right? Ripples of water just going out, taking the land, taking the hearts that need help, giving, giving water to thirsty souls. Okay? And I'm not talking about just lost people. Yes, I'm talking about people. Bad word. future believers, those yet to believe. Don't ever call somebody lost ever again, because that isn't how God sees them. You only speak after your father. Okay? Little things. See, that's how we're attentive to the word. Little things. Okay. So we are intended to be the very likeness of Christ here on earth. The fullness of Christ. Just go ahead and read Ephesians. Go ahead and read Colossians. I'm not going to go into all that today. We've studied and studied and studied it. But you f are fully intended to walk in the fullness of Christ right here. This is not just when you get to heaven. Okay? So, the seed has the power within itself. Harvest, good or bad. And we need to be attentive. Isaiah 55. Verse 11. So is my word that goes out from my mouth. It will not return to me empty, but will accomplish what I desire and achieve the purpose for which I sent it. You will go out in joy and be led forth in peace when you sow the word. It will accomplish what he intended it to accomplish. So we produce in the image of God. The more we sow his word into our lives, the more we become like him. That's our goal to be producers after Jesus, to produce Jesus here. 
So what we choose to hear, what we choose to meditate on, what we choose to take into our eye gates, produce harvest, good or bad. Either way, word or anti-word. There's no in-between. So the measure with which we measure and the seed that we use, see, it all matters. The soil, the seed, the measure. So you sow hate, what are you going to sow? Hate or love? Right? Faith or doubt? Joy or sorrow? You see, you see how it goes? Peace or confusion? Right? We cast down every evil imagination that will exalt itself against the word of God. That's what brings confusion. Words that exalt themselves against the word of God. We cast them down. And that binds the spirit of confusion in our lives. Okay? So the scripture says that the seed planted, the seed planted, grows while we are unaware. It's going to produce even when you're not thinking about it. That's why even the littlest bit matters. The littlest bit of what you allow into your spirit matters because it's going to produce, it says, while you are unaware, you don't even know how. Thank you, Lord, when I've sowed good seed. Because, see, I don't have to be concerned about that. Because you're going to, I've, I've prepared the soil. I'm putting in good measure. And so your seed is going to give me blessing and promises, the promises of God. The yea and amen of the King of kings and the Lord of lords. The sea parting. The mountain moving. Okay? All right. Harvest comes according to the seed planted. That's why, like, when your kids are, or like, say you have nieces or nephews or grandkids or whatever. And when our kids were little, you know, people come up to your kids and they just, like, puke all over them. They do. You know, they have people that have unregenerated minds, unrenewed minds to the word. You know, come up to a kid First of all, it produces fear in their lives. They walk up to them and they go, oh, don't do that, you're going to break your arm. Oh, don't do that, you're going to break your leg. Don't you just want to just slap them? Because that's a spirit. That's a spirit. There's a spirit, a spirit of God there in your child or your niece or your nephew or your grandchildren. Don't allow that. Do not allow that. Oh, you're never, you never do it right. Teach your young ones from a very young age. Speak it over them before they're born. That the good purposes of God are going to be fulfilled in their lives. And when someone comes up and pukes all over your kid, you can't really sit there and slap them like you want to. So you take your child... And you say, dear heart, that was a lie from the pit of hell. That person has an unrenewed mind, and here's what we do. You give them the word, you show them what the word says, and then you go, we take crop failure on that evil speech that was just spoken over you. And you do not allow that to get lodged in your little dear hearts that God has given you the responsibility for. 
This is intentional. It is important because it will determine how they see God. It all matters. Every bit of it matters. I'm not mad. I'm just not going to be moved. See, and you're not going to be moved either. And you're not going to allow those little foxes to come in. Okay. Jesus even said, put your sword. Matthew 26. Put your sword away. For all who draw by the sword, live, all who live by the, all who draw by the sword, die by the sword. You see, it all matters. How are you going to measure? What are you going to allow to be measured, planted, right? Okay. The only sword we should be using is the sword of the spirit, judging everything against the word revealed to us by the Holy Spirit. Okay? Am I making sense to y'all today? Okay, you hanging in there with me? Okay. The Word will make everything right in your life. It will make everything right. It will perform the Word of God because it is alive. Okay, one more parable. <laughs> Are you saying yay because I'm almost done? <laughs> Well, I'm not. And just for that, I'm going to go even longer. No, I'm teasing. I'm teasing. Okay, I do have a little bit more to go. But anyway, okay, the mustard seed. Let's find that one. For 30, verse 30. Again, he said, What shall we say the kingdom of God is like? Or what parable shall we use to describe it? It is like the mustard seed, which is the smallest you plant in the ground, Yet when planted, it grows and becomes the largest of all the garden herbs. With such big branches that the birds of the air can perch in its shade. Do you want to be shade? Do you want to have a, a so big plant that you are going to be shade for people? You are going to be the shadow of the wing of God? you want to be that? Yeah, I want to be that. I want to be the shade of the wings of our Father, offering covering and protection. Oh, wow, that's really neat. He said that at that pro on the prophecy this morning, didn't he? That's awesome. That wasn't me. I'm not that smart. I didn't think of all that. But you want to be the, sha the shadow of his wing to people. But you see what it says here? It says, like the mustard seed, the smallest of all. The smallest. It's like it says in Galatians 5, 9. The yeast, see that's the negative side. The yeast that, that goes through, the, you know, the yeast of the Pharisees. You know, religious thinking. No freedom in Christ. Bondage. See? falsities. See, the, the littlest amount of yeast goes through the whole batch. So that's why we have to be intentional and, and have good soil in the word. So, because what? What? A little bit of hate does what? 
engenders rage, right? A little bit when it's cultivated. A little bit of jealousy can start a firestorm. A little bit of competition, a little bit of looking over at your right instead of looking at Jesus, looking over at the left instead of looking at Jesus, comparing yourself to other people. Right? But what about a little bit of love? What about the God kind of love? That's going to change a life for the good. That's going to bring the destiny of God into that person's life. When you're out of someone's presence, you pay attention to what you're confessing over their lives. Don't speak evil over someone else's life. Because you know what? You don't want to be responsible for that seed. Speak good, speak life, speak love. Right? A little bit of love is going to change a life. A little bit of faith. What's a little bit of faith going to do? Hey, y'all are smart. Come on. What's a little bit of faith going to do? It's going to move a mountain. It's going to move the mountain. It's going to send it crashing into the sea. Okay? So, you got the four elements of how Jesus put these parables together. At least this is what he spoke to my heart, right? The soil is your heart. You've got to cultivate it with the word. You've got to cultivate it for the good. The measure that you use is going to be measured back to you. Okay? Sow it abundantly, beloved. Sow the word abundantly, and you'll reap the abundant promises. Put it solely before your eyes. Don't seek after, you know, secular entanglements. So, and it's going to grow no matter what. It has creative force. It's going to grow. Whatever you plant, it's going to produce after that. Exactly. We want to produce Jesus. Right? And the littlest amount matters. The littlest amount matters. If it's not good seed, nip it in the bud. All right. So, after the Lord talked to me about all these things, would you like to know what he said to me? He said... If you sow to the Spirit, you're going to reap in the Spirit. He said, if you sow in abundance, you're going to reap in abundance. He said, if you're going to sow in freedom, you're going to reap in freedom. And that's his will for you. Does that make sense to you guys? See, him whom the Son sets free is free indeed. Freedom in what? In the Word. It will free you from every bondage of this earth. It will make you a mountain mover. It will make you a sea parter. You see that? It will make you a darkness destroyer because these are all things that he has already accomplished and it is his full intent for you to walk in the same. We are moving into, in this church, and I believe for much, for for church body that is truly seeking after the Holy Spirit and the intents and purposes of the heart of God. You are moving into new dimensions because that's what he has for you. You are moving into his completed work for you. You are moving into the fullness of Christ for you because he does not intend you to walk around in the mud and the muck and the mire here. He has given you eagle's wings. 
He has given you the wings of glory. He does not want you to walk in the natural. You are in this world, but you are not of this world. You have a new viewpoint, beloved. One time the Lord took me into the spirit, and he took me up into the heavens, and below me was this cloud. And it's like he said, you know, that's where people think they have to live. It's below that cloud. Oh, that's not where you're supposed to live. You're supposed to live up here with me. And he gave me a whole new perspective. See that? That's where you're intended to live. I can do all things through Christ who strengthens me. Greater is he who is in me than he who is in the world. I have the keys of the kingdom. You know what? Wakey, wakey. Satan does not have the keys. You do. You have the keys to every goodness of God, to every plan of God, to all that he has accomplished. He doesn't want you to wait to get to heaven to walk in a new Jerusalem. Yes, there is a new Jerusalem, which is a physical place. But beloved, every vision that he gives you, he's not saying, he's not holding a carrot in front of you and saying, wait. He's saying, come up. Come up. Come up higher. Hallelujah. We do not serve a chained gospel. We serve an unchained gospel. You are created for greater things, greater than you even have thought of so far. He sees you accomplishing his destiny for you. You are created by and for the king's glory. Just think about that. You are created by and for the king of glory. Hallelujah. You are meant to walk here in his divine nature. Hallelujah. So go part some keys. And I'm not joking. You just go on out there and part those keys. You just go on out there and lay hands on the sick and they'll recover. You see that? You just go out there and be Jesus. Hallelujah. All right. That's what I, that's what the Lord told me to talk about today. That's what the Lord told me to share today. So we're.